Big Rab Show podcast is kindly sponsored by G1 Reads. They are the champion's choice, with many bands around the world playing G1 products, including two-time world champions in Vararian District. So check out g1reads.com as they keep the lights on here on the Big Rab Show podcast. Hello there, everyone. How are yous? Welcome to another Big Rab Show podcast. How are yous? Uh, the reason I'm asking twice is because it's been a rough week. <laughs> oh, that's an understatement. It's been an extremely rough week for the piping scene. I don't know. It seems to be blow after blow. And then just as I'm recording this week's podcast, an article dropped today, which I don't know, was like setting a... Setting a bomb off. It was just, I don't know, a crazy, crazy. We've got quite a packed show to bring you this week. And uh, a lot of weekly drones, as you might imagine, if you know about the article that I'm about to talk about. <clears throat> we'll get into all of that. We've got a lot of great, juicy stuff coming your way. Plus, we have quite an incredible guest this week. Yes, uh, we're talking to piping legend Callum Beaumont. This is the first time I've actually had Callum on the show now. So we've been trying to chase Callum down now for quite a while. So, hey, it's great to finally get him onto the show. But first of all, before we get into that and topic of the week and all that good stuff, I have to welcome you to the Big Rab Show podcast. If this is your first ever Big Rab Show podcast, then you are welcome. We are the show for the bagpiping folk, reflecting everything in the bagpiping world, be it Celtic music, folk music, or our bread and butter, which is competitive piping and drumming. If it's got bagpipes in it, around it, or near it at all, then we are the show for you. So guys, with each and every episode, we always love to promote our Patreon. Like every other podcast out there, yes, we have a Patreon. So yeah, if you do fancy supporting the show, then you can do. And every click of support really does mean the world to us uh, because it helps keeps the wheels turning and we can continue uh, to keep churning out out the pipe and goodness. I'm choking here. Uh, Churn out the pipe and goodness each and every week. And that's exactly why we're here. We're here for you guys. So, yeah, if you want to get your mitts on tons of extra stuff, there's a lot of exclusive things going on back there. Uh, interviews, performances, episodes of Rab Show Plus is up there. Our weekly Fuse FM Balamoney catch-up service is over there as well. So if you happen to miss our weekly radio show that's live here in Northern Ireland, you can download it and carry it with you in your pocket if you are a Patreon supporter. There you go. Now, I have to say our Piper's Dojo promotion that we've had for, well, the longest time, the $1 test drive as we were calling it, It's now gone. Yep, you can no longer avail of that. It is gone. It's history. So, yes, for anyone who was wanting to sign up using our $1 promotion uh, with Piper's Dojo, it's now gone. It's disappeared. You can have a check on the website if you want, but it's history. It's away. However, not to be outgunned, we always do love giving our listeners a little bit of a a handout, I suppose. You know, something good promotion-wise that you can get just by listening to the pod. So have you guys seen our brand new promotion with this exciting new product, the Flux Blowpipe? Yes, we had Robbie McIsaac on the show before talking all about this incredible product. It's also a Big Rab Show award winner for product of the year 2020. Do you remember that? 
Yeah, well, we have a promotion code that if you guys want to pick yourselves up one of these blowpipes that you can get 10% off at the checkout. Yes, go to fluxsolutions.co.uk, which is their website. Go to the shop and everything, and you can purchase your blowpipe, but then use our promo code PIPER10 at the checkout. And that's PIPER1010, not the... not the Yeah, PIPER1010. Use the digits, not the word. <laughs> Piper 10, and that will get you 10% off at the checkout for your order. There you go, just specifically by listening to the Rab Show podcast. So if you do want to check out one of these brand new water trap blowpipes, which really do seem to be quite a revolutionary product, especially now in pandemic times, you know, moisture control is in everybody's mind. So it certainly could be well worth picking up. Yeah, so go to fluxsolutions.co.uk and type in our promo code Piper 10 and you get 10% off. Just from listening to the pod. There you go. So there's no sign up. There's nothing like that. Just a straightforward promotion code. There you go. Piper 10. Type it in. You'll get your money off. Happy days. Okay. We have a lot to get through and a lot to digest this week. And I do understand that some people don't like really long podcasts and such. And I do know that there's those of you out there who listen on 2X or even some people say I listen on 3X and stuff. So... Yeah, maybe not this week. There's a lot to kind of digest this week. Uh, A lot of very important points, I feel, ahead of what's going to be the AGM coming on the 13th. We'll talk about that. But first of all, we want to get into listener mail. Each and every week, we open the doors in our listener mail, bigrabshow at gmail.com. And yeah, we ask you guys to email us in your thoughts and comments and all that sort of stuff. And uh, yes, you have. Now, I have to give a big shout out this week to Andrew O'Sullivan. Andrew, well, there's my laptop going off now. See, this is me being a professional podcaster. Andrew O'Sullivan (laughs) has emailed us in to say, Hi, Big Rab. And he says, Attached is a recording of a tune that I made called Rab Lennox of Marafelt. What? So I read this, and, well, I'll read it for you guys. He says, You have been a welcomed voice on Wednesday afternoons for the past four years, and especially after this past year, you've been a rock in a stream that I know that myself and many other listeners have held on to for some sense of normalcy amid the whole COVID carry-on. The tune is a well-deserved thank you for all that you do for the world piping community. And then there's a little bit in Gaelic, and unfortunately I don't read Gaelic, so I... Yeah, I probably pronounced all of that wrong. Apologies, Andrew. Uh, but he says, a thousand, thousand thanks to you and the team. There you are. So let's hear this tune then from Andrew. Oh, that's incredible. Rab Lennox of Marafelt. One, two, ready, go. <laughs> Thank you. 
Wow. I have to say, I'm truly humbled, if I'm honest, uh, having a tune named after me. And my hometown as well, Rab Lennox of Marafelt, that's so flattering. Uh, I think it's honestly one of the biggest compliments you can ever receive. Uh, you know, so honestly, Andrew, thank you so much, man. I am absolutely flabbergasted, I think is the word. <laughs> Whenever I first heard it, I was totally lost for words. Um, yeah, I love a good 68 March and that fantastic stuff. Thank you, Andrew. Very much appreciated. And uh, so, yeah, who knows, you know, if anyone out there wants to have a go at the tune, I'm sure you can rewind the podcast and try and listen to it and learn it by ear. But uh, I think the sheet music may well be available shortly, so hopefully we'll get that sometime. Uh, But yes, thank you, Andrew, for that. Simply incredible. Yeah, I'm very humbled by that. That's yeah, really quite cool. All right, moving on to our next little bit of listener mail. I got an email here from Chris Shepard. Hey, Chris, how's it going, man? Uh, He sends us in some emails quite a number of times, actually, from the updates from Yuspaber. So he's been telling us what's been going on with the association this last while uh, and basically sends us out their circular email, which gives us all sorts of competition updates, rule changes, things that's going on behind the scenes. And I have to give a mention then for uh, the Charleston Indoor Games, which is all being held uh, virtually, of course. Uh, so the deadline for this is February February 26th. So, yeah, the deadline's now behind you. But we are looking forward to seeing all of the performances and all the rest. For more information, of course, go to charlestonscottbagpiping.com and all of that. And I think the results and everything will be announced on March 15th. So looking forward to that, actually. For a while, I was actually considering entering it myself, but uh, no, unfortunately, I wouldn't have time at the moment with everything that's going on on Rab Show. Uh, we also have the Ohio Valley Branch Virtual Competition. Again, that's another one that's being held online. There's a lot of these being held online. Again, with the judging and the results and everything will be posted on the March 26th to 28th. For more information, of course, you can search for the Ohio Valley Branch Virtual Competition, of course, on social media, or uh, you can go to eventry.net there you go also you can check out you know all of this on the Yusbaba website and all that information will be there we also have the Scots Arts Indoor Festival which is being held virtually again that's April 17th yeah so a lot of really cool stuff happening there to be honest I've checked the website which is scottisharts.org and all your entry forms your plan requirements all that stuff's all up there really cool actually i'm actually really looking forward to that one that's quite interesting uh shout out to mcmillan pipe band as well who are holding a virtual competition that's going to be may 7th to may 9th uh deadline for entries is april 30th so you do have a bit of time and again check out mcmillan pipe band on social media for all your playing requirements your information and stuff or you can email them direct and all of that and get all your details now i have to say i have to give uh, shout out to Yusbaba and their communication with their branch members, honestly, in this regard, it's just brilliant to see that they're keeping membership kind of included and updated on such a regular basis about changes like this, like, you know, virtual competitions happening online, uh, things that people can get involved in, slight, you know, little small rule changes and things that have been talked about. Simply brilliant. I have to give a shout to Yusbaba, the Eastern United States Pipe Band Association. You guys are seem to be fantastic at communication with your membership, so thank you. That's pretty awesome to look at. There you are. Okay, now, so, yes, circular emails and all that aside, we have received quite a number of correspondence and weekly drone this week. In fact, we're bringing you three weekly drones this week. Yes, three. <laughs> 
and for good reason. We have three weekly drones this week. Now, I want to first of all tell you the reason behind it is an article that dropped on pipesdrums.com. So you might want to type that into your search engine right now if you're listening and you haven't seen this article. First of all, go and have a look at the article and then we will eventually get to Weekly Drone. But first of all, before we get into any of that, I want to get into the piping news. Yeah, because I do think Weekly Drone and our topic of that article will certainly fill a lot of time. So, yeah, let's get into the news. I kind of bl- uh, glanced over that, though. If you do want to email us in, you can do. Our email address is always bigrabshow at gmail.com. Uh, sometimes I get messages on social media saying, Rob, what's your email? Show at gmail.com. That's where everything goes. If you have a comment or even if you just want a shout out in the podcast, that's where it goes. Show at gmail.com. Alrighty. So let's get into some of the piping news, shall we? There has been quite a bit of moving and shaking in the piping world. All ahead of this article being published by Pipe Drums, Pipes Drums, which caused all sorts. Alright. I want to give a mention this week to Bagpipe News or Bagpipe.news, the website. Now they published an article which is an old one, but it did create a little bit of a debate online. Uh, I have to say it was, yeah, I think this was published quite a number of years ago. This was actually published by Alistair Aiken, OBE. And what he was talking about was the disparities in results and how they could be unavoidable. Yeah, and I do remember whenever we first started the podcast all four odd years ago, we were talking about this when judges seemed to have a pipe core sitting first and the other judge had them 13th or something. And we were just scratching our heads wondering how could they be so far apart? Well, when you read this article, Alistair Aiken does actually explain why there could be such disparities and how everyone's immediate call is to call into question the judge's ability and all sorts of political intrigue and all that kind of stuff and bribery and all sorts of craziness comes into the argument where there could, personally, there could honestly be quite an easy answer to the whole thing. So go and have a look at it. I would urge you to go and have a read at it. It is an old article, yes, but definitely worth a read. So bagpipe.news, and it's the Alistair Aiken OBE article, all on disparency in results. Now, that's a difficult word to say in the podcast. There you go. So go and have a read at it. Honestly, it's quite an interesting article. Definitely worth uh, picking up again. That old chestnut, I suppose. All right. I have to give a special big shout-out to a rhythmic lockdown workshop. This will be... The third one. They're going to hold another one. Yes, April 17th and 18th. The whole thing will be held via Zoom. This thing was brilliant. The first one was a roaring success. The second one was simply ridiculous. It was absolutely massive. And then, because of the success and the demand, I suppose, they're holding a third. So the faculty this time round, of course, you have Reed Maxwell, you have Christina Hanks, you have Stephen McWhorter, Andrew Elliott, Doug Stranach, Hannah Boyles and Eric McNeil. This is going to be something really quite special because the event itself is also sponsored by Andante Drums. So for more information, of course, you can go to Rhythmic Lockdown Workshop on social media and get all your information. They've uploaded all sorts of like video content and stuff to let you know what you're in for. Uh, but you can go and register now and get your tickets at eventbrite.com. There you are. So for more information, they do have a full website and stuff and tells you all about the workshop and what to expect. You have tenor drumming, bass drumming, of course, snare drumming. 
there's something in here for everyone from the drumming point of view. So definitely, if you're bored at home and you just want to lift the sticks and play, then why not learn from some of the best in the world? So yeah, go and check that out, guys. It's happening April 17th and 18th. Full details of that, of course, are available on their social media. There you are. Now, I want to give a very quick mention this week to Bruce Gandhi. Yes, do you guys remember when Bruce was on the show? I think it was around Christmas time, Christmas, New Year's, something like that. Bruce was on and he was talking about the production of his book, All Around Performance. Well, I have to give him a real big shout out and proper props to Bruce Gandhi. He's actually released his book as an audio book. Yeah, I'm not even kidding. This is absolutely genius. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I listen to a serious amount of podcasts, a crazy amount of radio, and I've now kind of delved into the world of audiobooks. And this last while, I've kind of went through, I don't know, more books than I would ever read in a year I have listened to in the space of a month. So, I don't know, I've had like four or five books this month already. It's crazy. Well, since February, I mean. So, yeah, it's been nuts. So, audiobooks really seem to be up my street. Uh, so, I don't know about you guys if you love audiobooks, but this is one definitely to check out. Bruce Gandhi has them available on his website now. So, go to brucegandymusic.com forward slash online shop, of course. And it's available. It's listed there. His book on performance, the audiobook. I'm, I'm so excited to listen to this, you know, because... Yeah, sitting down and reading a hard copy book, I think it's it's not a thing of the past. I know a lot of people love that, you know, but it's not for me. I just can't really take the time to sit and actively read something as long as a book, you know. So if I can throw the headphones in and go and do some housework or, you know, drive the kids somewhere or whatever. If I'm going to the shop for milk, what's on the car? Well, it's my audio book. Here's Bruce Gandy telling me all about performance. So, yeah. Go and check it out on Bruce Gandhi's website right now, brucegandymusic.com. And well worth picking up for you audiobook listeners. Yeah, I think, honestly, I'll definitely be picking up a copy of that for sure. Alrighty. I have to give a mention this week to the Up to the Line Pipe Band podcast. Go on, the boys! Yeah! They've been churning out the goodness this last while. Yeah, quite a number of real killer episodes this last while with some real fantastic interviews which are really quite fascinating, and they're not slowing down by any means. In fact, they're ramping up. Friday the 5th of March, just this week, actually, they're going to be dropping an episode to mark uh, International Women's Day, which will be on the 8th of March. Yeah, so they will have Faye Henderson, Anna Smart, and Spalding, and, of course, Alison Crowley-Duncan, who we had previously on the show here, too. So, fantastic stuff. Really looking forward to that episode, actually. Talking all about women in piping. There you are. And uh, yeah, so they also have throughout the week on their Patreon, you have Lessons with John Do, as well as a Tune of the Week, which is like a kind of recital kind of thing that John does for the guys on Patreon. And then on March 26th, they also have a bonus episode coming up uh, where they talk to uh, Stephanie Burns as well. Yeah, so all sorts of incredible goodness coming from the guys here from Up to the Line. I have to say I'm a huge fan. Always have been from the very beginning. And uh, yeah, if you haven't checked it out, go and have a listen to it. Up to the Line Pipe Band Podcast, sponsored by Akadabui Bagpipe Specialist. Definitely worth a listen. Yeah. So talking about women in piping and uh, International Women's Day on the 8th of March, I have to say ourselves here on the Big Rab Show, we have been furiously working behind the scenes, putting together an episode on sexism. We've been wanting to talk about this topic now for what seems like years. 
and we are we were in the closing stages. I have to say, we did put out a anonymous survey for folks to tune it or to fill out and everything, and give us their thoughts and feelings on sexism in the piping scene. And because it was anonymous, we found that quite a number of folks out there actually filled it in. We had loads of responses to this. However, actually getting some female voices on the show to talk about this topic has proved to be really difficult. We have had people booked and actually, okay, yeah, no problem. I'll talk about it. Let's do this. And then comes the recording day. Okay, I'll be ready to go, guys. Let's plug in and we'll talk about this and then back out all of a sudden. And it's disappointing, but completely understandable at the same time. This topic is such a hot potato. I can can totally, totally understand uh, why a lot of women out there in the piping scene may not want to talk about this. Now, I do have to stress, I won't be tackling this issue without the female perspective. I've done that before. I've done a previous episode where I talked about my own perspective on sexism in the piping world. And the amount of hate and, well, you just heard the episode we'd done ages ago, Hater Mail. (laughs) A lot of flack came my direction as a result. Clearly, as a man, I'm the wrong person to be talking about experiences of sexism in the piping world. I'm reaching out, and this is possibly the last time that we will. uh, Because if we can't get anyone to come on the show to talk about this, then I think the topic is pretty much dead in the water. And that no one wants to talk about it. We have all the research there, we have the line of questions, we have the responses from people in the piping world anonymously. We're set to go. We have a topic to talk about. We know there's an issue, and we know that people out there have had experiences of sexism in the piping scene. However, there are a lot of folks out there who do not want to talk about it. Whether it be from fear of repercussion from their bandmates, their friends, their family even... Or from their association as well. It's, yeah, there's a lot of potential repercussions for people actually speaking out on such a huge topic area that it's really quite sensitive for people. Now, I have to ask you, if you are thinking about the topic of sexism at all in the piping scene, we've been asking now for a number of shows to come forward and ask, you know, hey, you know, would it be possible I can come and speak on the podcast Yes, we would love to hear from you. Yeah, we need female representation on the show to talk about sexism in the piping world. Honestly, myself as a bloke, I'm not really qualified, and I've said as much before that I've done it and I've got it wrong. Or at least I've got it wrong in the opinion of people who have experienced it. And those are the guys that I really need to speak to. So if you're listening to this podcast right now and you're thinking... I might know someone who might want to take part in the show. Or even if you want to take part in the show yourself and you do want to approach the topic, then please do reach out to us. Uh, Again, this is kind of a last-ditch effort. We have been emailing, phone calling, messaging now for months. And, yeah, we've been trying to put this show together forever and it just keeps falling flat. So, guys, I have an open call for anyone out there in the piping scene who is female and has had either experience or knows someone who's had an experience or anything like that, any thoughts on it at all, on sexism and the piping scene, we want to hear from you. 
please get in contact with us. We want to put this show together and talk about this huge topic area. Our email address, bigrabshow at gmail.com. That email address again, bigrabshow at gmail.com. Get in contact with us. All right. Now, that's all very serious and heavy. Let's get into something a bit lighter, shall we? Some new music, perhaps. Yes, shout out to NOS. G-N-O-S-S, for those of you trying to Google that at home. Shout out to NOS, who are in the process of releasing a brand new album. Now, you can actually pre-order this bad boy and actually get a track early. Yeah, the track itself is called Gordon's, and the album itself is called The Light of the Moon. Yeah, so it's very, very cool. I've listened to the preview track, and... It's just that's just nice, you know what I mean? It's brilliant. So yeah, if you are interested, you can go to their Bandcamp site, and of course, just go through their website, and you can pre-order the album now. You can get a digital copy for seven quid, and it will be released on May seventh when it's finally finished. There you are. So go and check it out. I think it's twelve or thirteen quids as well if you want the hard copy, you know, the actual CD in your hand. But yeah, the digital copy, the pre-order copy is seven quid so if you do fancy some new music from nos then yeah that's coming your way on may 7th the light of the moon what a cool album title hey what a cool album title all right i have to give another mention this week to preston lodge high school pipe band who put out a bit of a mention saying that they're doing some fundraising the band are trying to raise six thousand pounds six thousand pounds for new uniforms. Now, what they're doing is they're actually doing a sponsored walk. Now, this is all being done virtually, of course, at home, because you can't actually walk that far away from your home at the moment here in the UK because of lockdown. Thank you, global pandemic. Well, what's happening now is the band are doing this virtually, uh, but they will be on treadmills and whatnot and putting in the miles. They're walking from Land's End to John O'Groats, which is the northerly most point in the UK to the southerly, or the other way around, I think. Southernmost point to the most northern point, I think. Yeah, so the band are hoping that they can raise £6,000 for new uniforms by walking a total of 875 miles by the end of August. If you are interested, go and check out Preston Lodge High School's social media where they have a link to their Just Giving page and everything where you can go and help raise some funds for some much-needed new uniforms for Preston Lodge High School. There you go. All right, now, I think it's the elephant in the room at this stage. This past week, we had some quite huge cancellations. Yes. Now, I'm not going to sit and read a hashtag list, but I do want to let you digest them in a way that might make more sense than you might have first considered. Yes, the RSPBA, the Royal Scottish Pipe Band Association, this past weekend made some huge announcements with regards to three of the majors in the calendar. Yeah, we're talking about the European, the British, and the UKs. They're all cancelled buys. They're all off. Yes, the official announcements come out for each one in turn. And all of us, well, some of us said, well, yeah, obviously. And some of us said, ah, rubbish. And the other ones were all going to told you so. Yeah, so, it's, yeah, depending on what side of the argument you fall on, this was kind of seen and foretold, you know. Um, so, yeah, the Euros were cancelled, of course. This was piping in Inverness, and the Euros being cancelled didn't come as a huge surprise to, for a lot of folks. Now, obviously, this is all in line with the latest Scottish government guidance and all the rest, and the organiser of the event, LCC Live, managed to cancel the event and the RSPBA put out the statement. 
Now, if you do want to read the full statement, you can, of course. But what makes it interesting, and this kind of falls true for all of these, is that the championship will not be rescheduled for 2021. That means it's completely off the cards. Now, that's been some of the things that everyone's been talking about. Ah, they'll push it till later in the calendar. You know, we might have a, you know, a Euros in November. No, not at all. It will not be rescheduled again. That's it. The Euros are not happening in 2021. Hmm. Now, I also have to give a mention then to the British. That was cancelled as well. Again, that's held in Paisley. And of course, the local Renfrewshire Council and all the rest had agreed to cancel it. And it was the council, the council themselves who pulled the plug. And again, the RSPBA put out the announcement. And again, this championship will not be rescheduled in 2021. Again, if you want to read the um, kind of the postings on social media, the wordings of these are all very careful. Yeah, so that making it very clear it ain't happening, lads. And the UKs as well, which were due to be happening in Lurgan here in Northern Ireland on the 12th of June, they're off as well. And again, it's the local district council who cancelled it and the association made the announcement. So that's it. And the UKs won't be rescheduled again for 2021, just to throw that chestnut in there as well. Now, it's not just the majors, I have to say, that are cancelled. Uh, we also got an announcement as well from the Lothian and Borders branch. Uh, we got Dunbar, we had Inverleithen and Edinburgh. All three competitions uh, through May and the 5th of June and 20th of June, they're all cancelled as well. There you are. So, yeah, it seems to be competitions running all the way through to June possibly looking into the mouth of July are looking doubtful. We are yet to see the hammer fall for the Scottish and, of course, the big in in August, the Worlds. Now, that's the number one competition on everybody's lips. Well, we've seen these three competitions fall. Will we see the remaining two majors in the calendar? Will they go too? Yes, I know, I know. Stop screaming. Gee, I can hear you from here. Everyone just all yell at one time. Of course they will, Rob. Yes, <laughs> that's what everyone has been saying. I think everyone at this point is just saying, draw a line under the thing. It's not happening. Uh, but I have to say, shout out to Glasgow Life, who are clinging on tooth and nail. They're pretty much insisting that the world's is going to happen. Us here in the UK, of course, we are starting to see light at the end of the tunnel, like I mentioned on last week's pod, where we are seeing the rollout of the vaccine and all the rest, and we are seeing some larger outdoor events not cancelling and hopefully being able to open their doors. But that's that old chestnut. We can open the gates at a competition, but the bands might not be ready to play. You know, we haven't been able to practice together. So, yeah, I guess we're just going to have to wait and see, folks. Yeah remains to be seen <laughs> but um yeah very interesting that these statements put at the bottom of them that they will not be rescheduled again we do know that a lot of these venues actually are up for retender as well uh, so that's going to be worth considering as well for 2022 whether they'll actually return to their venues that they were scheduled for last year the year before and didn't happen will they actually return will we see the uk's back in lurgan park will we be back to paisley who knows all of these venues for those three majors i just mentioned there i think as far as i know the venues are up for debate so i guess we'll wait and see on that front as well a lot to consider there but we do know that the these competitions not happening in 2021 
So, which is really quite sad, actually. You know, uh, we did hope that we would be the other side of it by now, but hey, a lot of people are just saying, "Well, duh, obviously this was going to happen." Now, I have to give a mention, last week we spoke about the New Zealand Nationals and we said that they were certainly happening uh, this upcoming weekend in in March. But I have to say, it's been quite worrying in New Zealand this last week. Uh, The President Ian Blakely actually put out a statement to say the board and the contest committee are evaluating the impact of the latest change in COVID alert settings. At this stage, there's no stage, there's no decision has been made to cancel or postpone the competition for the Nationals and plans are still going ahead. However, they're monitoring the situation and obtaining the best information that they can, including contacting competing bands to understand each band's position. If at the end of the current seven-day lockdown period that New Zealand are currently in and the country has no clear path and returning to level one before the date of the competition, then, yeah, then they can go ahead. If they have of all guns blazing... They can go ahead. But if, however, the regulations don't allow and the lockdown has to continue, then obviously the competition may have to be postponed and cancelled. Now, we are waiting on that decision. They have said that they will advise bands and members, of course, in New Zealand who are hoping to attend the Nationals in Hawke's Bay. They will tell us in good time. So, yeah, we're waiting on that decision. Of course, as soon as we have any news about the New Zealand Nationals, uh, we will definitely let, let you guys know what the story is. So there you are. So cancellations and all of that madness. It's been quite a rough week in the piping scene. Although, I don't know about you guys, but it seems to be we're getting so used to bad news right now. You know, whenever I heard about the cancellation of the the UKs and the British, which were the first two to be announced, and then the Euros, I was kind of numb to it all. Well, okay, yeah. I kind of thought that would happen. You know, and whereas last year... If I, you know, once I heard the news about the majors being cancelled last year, I was heartbroken. I was devastated. I was like, oh my God, there's no competitions. And then I remember where I was when I heard the Worlds was cancelled. I'll never forget it. I was standing in my kitchen, washing dishes, and my phone nearly blew up. It was ridiculous. (laughs) The amount of people contacting me, telling me, Rob, Rob, there's no Worlds. What are we going to do? Yeah, I remember it happening, and uh, this time round, the news didn't really come as a huge shock. I don't know what your guys' thoughts and feelings are on it, but that's honestly my opinion. And, uh, uh, yeah, I think it's the right decision, if I'm being brutally honest. You know, people's safety should be paramount, and, you know, cancel the the three majors that we have, and hopefully come July, August, we could be the other side of this, and have a clear roadmap out of it, and a way to be able to compete together Never and practice together. You never mind competing, practicing. You know, so uh, here's hoping. Anyway, guys, we'll have to wait and see. Draw your own conclusions. <laughs> Indeed. Sorry, headphone users. All right, let's move on to our next news story, shall we? For those of you out there who want to make a living in Northern Ireland in piping and drumming, it can be quite difficult. Especially those of you who have a passion for making things and have always had an interest in making bagpipes. There hasn't been too many opportunities here in Northern Ireland to actually do that and actually become, you know, a builder of bagpipes who creates them from scratch. Well, now is your opportunity. Shout out to Fraser Warnock Bagpipes, actually, who have two really quite exciting positions in their company 
actually working at machinery and putting bagpipes together. It's so interesting. They're actually looking for one part-time and one full-time member of staff. Um, Yeah, they require a machine operator for both the CNC machine and manual lathes. You'll be given full training and all of that. Um, they're also looking for a part-time general operative and stuff for like what you know cleaning the place and all of that sort of stuff but yeah they said experience is preferred but not essential and apparently good rates of pay and all of that suitable applicants should apply so yeah you'll be given full training on how to make practice chanters i assume and actually graduate from there onto actual sets of bagpipes and that absolutely brilliant so if yeah if you are interested in making or building bagpipes here in northern ireland then give a shout out to fraser warnock go and have a look at his social media they're inviting applications now so if you have experience even as well you could be a shoe in yeah so go and check it out fraser warnock uh, looking for two apprentices i suppose uh, for two folks to go and work for them and build some awesome bagpipes awesome stuff all right Now, I want to give a little mention this week. I don't often do this, uh, but I want to mention this week the Aspiring Leadership podcast this past week had really quite an interesting interview. Shout out to Tim Farley. Yeah, who's the pipe major, of course, of St. Joseph's Pipe Band, was interviewed on the podcast. And uh, it was fascinating. It talked all about his leadership skills and everything that he brings from both his professional life, but also into his band life. And, uh, you know, eventually becoming world champions. It was simply fascinating. So go and have a look for that. The podcast is called Aspiring Leadership, and it's on episode four. It's called Making the Move into Leadership with Tim Farley. It's honestly quite an interesting interview. talks about all the leadership qualities that you need to be able to manage a band, the challenges that it's faced as being a pipe major as well as band manager kind of thing. Honestly, very, very fascinating. So shout out to Conal who sent me the link and everything and uh yeah very interesting interview there with pipe major of st joseph's pipe on awesome stuff all right i think at this point guys i'm going to take a quick break before we get into the next topic and our three weekly drones so uh, yeah if you haven't already done it throw it into google pipesdrums.com we've got a lot of news to get into LoneStarPiper.com, your one-stop shop for all of your piping and drumming needs. Thanks to the continued support of their friends and customers throughout the years, Lone Star Piper is now the official retailer for R.G. Hardy in the United States of America. From custom hand-sewn Gaelic-themed kilts and uniforms to R.G. Hardy and Henderson bagpipes, LoneStarPiper.com has you covered from head to toe. With R.G. Hardy's extensive line of products, they have everything you need to be successful on or off the grass. If you have any questions about any of the products they carry, you can contact Jeremy at sales at LoneStarPiper.com. LoneStarPiper.com, helping champions look and sound their best. Ah, yes. A wee comfort break ahead of the madness. (laughs) I hope that you guys have Googled this by now and that I'm kind of, I'm talking to folks who have already read this. If you haven't, then you're really missing the trick. Far be it for me to promote another website and their wares, but this article honestly has blew a hole through the piping scene and has everyone talking. Uh, I've literally had to switch my phone off 
and come out here to record this podcast because the phone hasn't stopped. The amount of people contacting me with comments, questions, asking me am I going to be talking about this on the podcast, of course I am. Of course I'm going to be talking about it on the podcast. So if you've messaged me and you've phoned me today when this article was published on March 3rd, yes is the answer to your question. Of course I'm going to talk about this. It is honestly, it's blew the piping scene wide open and has so many folks talking. Now, the article itself is talking about papers that were published ahead ahead of the annual general meeting, which is going to be happening next weekend, March 13th. Now, this is part of the the order papers that are provided to all band secretaries ahead of the meeting to let you know what's going to be discussed. As part of those papers, there's also a 48-page financial statement that was provided as well to all band secretaries and it was outlining all of the past year's financial, you know, comings and goings of the RSPBA. Now, as you guys know, we've been covering the headquarters redevelopment madness, uh, where they spent over 1.2 million of uh, members' money, and all on the renovation of its headquarters in Washington Street in Glasgow. We spoke about this at nauseum. It was a huge topic at the time that they were spending this crazy amount of money on one building. And bands didn't really seem to reap any of the benefits. The only people who benefited was the people in the offices themselves and perhaps bands in the local vicinity. That's arguable, I suppose. And I know a lot of folks out there could be shouting and yelling at their podcast player going, That was money well spent, Rob. Shut up. Well, it may well be money well spent. However, there are a lot of people out there who seem to disagree. And looking at this article, whenever it actually dissects some of the financial costs for 2020 that the RSPBA had to pay, it really had a lot of people scratching their heads. Now, the headline on this article is £14,704 spent in 2020 on catering and venues. And that, I'll just let that sink in. 2020, catering and venues, nearly 15k? I think that brings me neatly into your very first weekly drone. The Weekly Drone. Cream teas and tents. £14,704 for catering and venues in 2020? £14,704 for catering and venues in 2020. £14,704 for catering and venues in 2020. P.S. Don't forget, pay your fees. <laughs> Do you know, I don't think uh, our weekly droner there was very happy with that total. And yes, P.S. Pay your fees. We'll talk about that in a wee second here. But just to put this in perspective, for some of our uh, folks in the United States who are listening, that's about $26,000. 
yeah, which is quite a. I think that's the. I think that's right. I don't know. I don't know. I can probably type it in somewhere and get a, a different figure. But yeah, fourteen thousand seven hundred and four spent on catering and venues for twenty twenty. And when you consider twenty twenty was a year spent in lockdown, where staff of RSPBA were on furlough, and anything that was happening was being ha- being done over Zoom or online meetings where you could lift from your own fridge. What exactly were they catering? That doesn't make any sense. And 14 grand's worth of sandwiches, I would love to see that. That's crazy. Crazy. Venue, uh, venues, I have no idea what venue space they're hiring out, uh, or sandwiches and all of that, for over 12 months that would cost 14k. I, that's just... I have no words. I just, I have no words. There, there's no explanation for it, folks. I don't know. <laughs> Whenever you look at this article from PipesDrums.com, uh, it does seem to be a bit sensationalist, and you think, that can't be right. It can't be right. But then they actually uploaded screenshots of the papers themselves, and yep, there's it there, in black and white. 14704 spent on catering and venue hire. Now, whenever you consider in this article, they also talked about that this is possibly, you know, an amount that some other associations would run on for an entire year. (laughs) It's crazy. I just don't know, folks. I'm absolutely aghast at this. I'm not normally stuck for words, but I don't know. I just don't know. Now, I have to say... That they had also costs listed on here as well as heating, lights, and power for their new headquarters building, which is fine. Uh, we understand that we have to, you know, light the place, you have to heat it up, and all. You know, of course, we know that's going to be an expense. But what raises the eyebrow is that um, it cost six thousand quid in the past twelve months, whereas last year it cost two and a half. What? So in a year that the building wasn't being used, no one was in it, because everyone's on furlough, the heating and the lighting bill was was 6,000 quid, where last year it was two and a half. That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make sense. Now, when you also look at one of the Zoom meetings, now this is specific to the annual general meeting, which was held in June 27th last year. There was an online Zoom conference call. Uh, This was all to be held in place of the regular in-person AGM. Now, 2020 AGM held online on Zoom. It cost £5,253 to run a Zoom conference call. Guys, what's going on? Why are they spending 5k on a Zoom call? Us here in the Rab Show, we use Zoom for interviews. It costs us 14 quid a month. 14 quid a month! And these guys are paying over 5 grand for one Zoom call. What is going on? Honestly, folks, I have no clue and I have no answers to this. And I think that's the difficulty here. There is no answers. How do we account £5,000 for one Zoom call? It's madness. 
and also 14k for catering and venues when nothing happened in 2020. That doesn't make sense. But I just don't know. I just don't know. Whenever you consider that the AGM was held in person in 2019 and it cost 13500 13, for one meeting in person and here's one meeting being held online and it still cost five grand. What is going on? This seems to be hemorrhaging money. It just doesn't make sense. We'll get to the band fees stuff in a second. Don't worry, I am getting there. Uh, but I have to say that the band managed to pull in some £62,000 in band fees and memberships and also managed to pull in £78,000 in sponsorship. Now, what exactly this sponsorship money or where it came from, whether it's independent companies or outside uh, beneficiaries, we just don't know. But £78,000 coming in certainly must have helped keep things afloat for the association, so that's a positive. Also to see that bands have shelled out sixty two grand worth of membership fees, obviously, is good. It helps bolster their accounts and keep things afloat. But when you consider that fourteen k of that was spent... On uh, catering and venues. It doesn't make sense, does it? Uh, no. But I have to say, there is an ongoing proposal which will be talked about at this next AGM. And this talks about band fees. Now, the proposal itself reads like this. Any band which has so ceased to be a member band shall be eligible to regain membership by appointing a member and making payment to the RSPBA any outstanding membership fees, including the late payment penalty for the arrears period to a maximum of three years. Now, if this actually goes through, and assuming that this new rule can be applied retrospectively, that means that a UK-based non-juvenile band that was a member in 2019 but didn't pay its fees for last year or this year that whenever it decides to rejoin again in 2020, it could see a bill from RSPBA for £906. Ooh, that's going to sting. So if you want to have your band on the field after not paying your fees for a couple of years, £906 will need to be written in a cheque for them, handed over. Now you talk about a bitter sting in the tail. So this ruling in itself could have huge repercussions also when you consider overseas bands as well who also pay membership and say for example they didn't pay their fees for 2020 or 2021 or all the rest and they decide to rejoin in 22 they could have a bill of 315 hmm i just don't know folks i just don't this ruling is uh rspba doubling down and saying well if you don't pay fees then we're going to come at you for arrears Plus a late payment penalty. And yeah, you could be nearly a £1,000 worth of worse off by not paying fees. So it seems to be quite a strong-handed approach here, I feel. And bans are kind of being punished for not paying their fees. Now, there's more to consider in this article. But I do feel at this point we have to go to our weekly drone number two, which goes into more detail. RSPBA debacle. This week, our world has been rocked by yet another insight into the black hole of incompetence that is our governing association. That is our association, 
founded by Constitution in 1930 to promote and encourage the culture and advancement of pipe band music internationally. Their own published words. Yet here we are, after the squandering of vast sums of money, through a process which was stained by the reek of alleged cronyism, financial mismanagement and a staggering lack of transparency. Now our association seeks to encourage and promote pipe band music by demanding already crippled bands pay up three years worth of fees. Three years worth of not being able to participate in any events, not even online as the RSPBA doesn't do internet, unless it costs them £5,000. Not being allowed to have a voice during the AGM process in 2020. Not being allowed to see behind the decisions that led to the headquarters fiasco. Sure, why wouldn't bands pay up? In any other walk of life, You'd expect some degree of accountability when an executive body spends in excess of £14,000 on catering and venues in a year when there should not be any catering or venues. You'd expect some accountability when the executive allows a utilities bill to increase almost threefold in a year when everyone was working from home or, in the case of the RSPBA, on furlough. You'd expect questions to be asked when an executive was comfortable running up a £5,000 Zoom call to host a token meeting in which nothing could be discussed. You would expect accountability when you make the decision to spend £1.2 million on a bricks and mortar asset that ultimately is worth half that amount in the end. In any other walk of life, these decisions would have to bear scrutiny, and those responsible for such mismanagement would be held to account, and removed from their position if necessary. Not with the RSPBA, however. Why not? Well, aside from the entire structure of our association, being built upon a foundation of cronyism where rules are made up and manipulated as and when required. By way of example, I refer to directors occupying posts when their own bands that they are members of have not paid up membership for the association. And that's just one of many. In fact, in the midst of this, there is no clear or sterile method with which the membership can seek to bring accountability through any motion of no confidence. To do so would require the various branches to conspire against the mother tree. So without the means to bring accountability by committee, what other means does the membership have to rein in a rogue executive? Simple through action. This culture where we are afraid to speak our mind on the very subject of which we pour our life and soul into, along with every spare penny, that has to stop. 
Those at the very top of our game. Those who set trends, exert influence over the masses and who have arguably the biggest voice have to speak out. And not only that, they have to act. Once this happens, then real progress can be made. And by progress I mean we can strive to either cleanse our association and reinstall integrity to it. Or we, as a community, can build a new body with a fairer, more transparent structure that's fit and able to genuinely promote the interests of pipe band music and culture internationally. Many people find it easy to lament over the failings of the RSPBA Board of Directors, and some dare to imagine a better alternative with a global and inclusive approach. But until those with the loudest voice have the courage, or indeed the want to speak up and act, then little will change. As the RSPBA keeps reminding us, this is our association. And sadly, the more we are prepared to tolerate their shortcomings and elect not to take action, then we are as much to blame for the actions of our association as the directors are. I'm afraid the faceless, nameless quotes on pipes, drums or whatever social media channel will serve only to perpetuate an air of discontent and do little to affect positive change. Either bands people do something now while we have a window of opportunity, or we shut up and get on with it. Hmm, yeah, shut up and get on with it kind of thing. Yeah, some pretty strong feelings coming across there on Weekly Drawn, and it kind of does reflect some of the commentary that we've been seeing on social media today. In fact, since this article dropped, there's been a little bit of a social media frenzy. And I have to agree with our Weekly Drawner there that a lot of the social media commentary is very negative, and a lot of it is aimed in the wrong place. It's kind of aimed at ourselves, it's aimed at pipesdrums.com, There are a lot of people naming names and things. It's really quite vicious. I have to say, the place for you to air your views and actually make change is at this meeting on the 13th of March. This is where all of these rule changes, uh, such as, you know, paying three years worth of back fees along with a penalty and all of this. That's where all of this is all being talked about, you know, and that's where, you know, questions can be asked. So if your band secretary is going to this meeting or has, you know, got got themselves a Zoom invite and stuff and all the rest, then please make sure that your band secretary is aware of your concerns. And if they can raise it at the meeting, then please encourage them to do so. Um, This article on pipestrums.com can be seen as a little bit of clickbait, very sensationalist, hitting some of the big main points. Uh, But that does ask some very pertinent questions, I do feel, around... The expenditure, specifically, the financial dealings of the association has really given us cause for concern, especially with the headquarters redevelopment, which we didn't really ever get any clear answers on. And we're seeing that this financial kind of dealings with the association is still questionable. I don't know about you guys, but I agree with our weekly droners. That's two of them now that have mentioned the 14K on catering and on venues. 
it doesn't make sense to me. So if we can get some sort of an explanation to say, well, you know, that 14K was spent on this, this, that, and give us kind of an idea of, you know, where it came from, then, you know, you, you, you could see past the argument. You know what I mean? So, yes, as much as we're kind of flinging muck at the RSPBA, we also have to kind of give them a benefit of the doubt on this regard that they're not able to fight their corner. There isn't anyone on this show right now from RSPBA being able to answer my questions. So it does sound like a very one-sided argument. Now, I have to say, ourselves in the Big Rab Show, similar to Pipestrums.com, we have reached out to the folks at RSPBA and asked them for either a kind of a statement or an answer, at least, to some of the questions. We've even invited some of the folks at the association board to actually be on the show. We've asked them many, many times now, both at branch level here at Northern Ireland, and we've also asked them at HQ level, if they would come on and talk about their side of the story, about what work they're doing behind the scenes to try and rescue the pipe and scene, and, yeah, put something on that we can all celebrate our incredible music together. A lot of these folks who work for RSPBA are just as passionate as we are, and, yes, a lot of them are incredible volunteers who do give up a serious amount of their own time to try and do what we can. And I have to say... Whenever stories like this get published, we do think they can be used as a bit of a stick to beat the association with. This does give a lot of folks room to complain. And boys, do we love to complain. But I have to say, I agree with our last weekly droner. Complaining in that is all well and good. Becoming a keyboard warrior and, yeah, posting all sorts of madness on social media. Yes, it gets the voice out there. It makes people question things. But... Yeah, if you do want to affect change, now is the time to get involved. Ask your band secretary to affect change. Raise the questions. And, and, you know, if there is cause for concern, then at this meeting, raise it. You know, or at least raise it at branch level. Tell your concerns to your local branch and then hopefully they can raise it at the AGM. So, yeah, I do want to mention that as much as we do appear to be bashing RSPBA here, we do want to give them, uh, you know, their own platform to, to shout from. And we do, you know, we want them to come on the show here and fight their corner. We don't want this to be a one-sided argument. So, again, I know that folks from the association listen to this. I know that a lot of the top brass actually listen to every episode and go through it with a clipboard. So, hello. I'm talking to you right now, RSPBA board member. If you're listening to the show, please get in contact with us and let's talk about this. Pipe and folk are hungry for information and, yeah, even, you know, if you don't give us all the answers, even one or two little crumbs here and there would certainly go a long way to allay people's fears and let us know that, yes, the pandemic is having a detrimental effect on all of us in the piping scene, even those in the association. And costs may well have risen in some regards, you know, with heating and lighting and things like that. So, you know, as much as we're calling it into question, there may well be a very simple explanation for all of this. So, that all aside, yes, we have one more weekly drone to get through. But I do want to talk about something else that's going to be happening at the AGM. And that could be that we could well be having a brand new chief at the helm. Yeah. Their chairperson, John Hughes, is deciding not to stand for re-election as the director of the Lothian and Borders branch, which means that, 
yeah, we are going to be missing the chairperson. Hmm. So this leaves kind of a, a bit of a, a gap in there, and we now hope to see someone new in the role. Now, there is a nomination in place at the moment from the North of England branch of the Royal Scottish Pipe Band Association, Mr. Kevin Riley. Now, Kevin has actually been chair before, so... Yeah, this would kind of be seeing Kevin back and at the helm again. I think from... Now, I don't know. This could be stuff that Rab got wrong. But I do think Kevin was actually chair of the board way back in the early 2000s. I don't know. You can tell me if I'm wrong or not. This could be my research being completely wrong. But stuff that Rab got wrong. It could be. But I think Kevin has been in that chair before. He's been in that position before. And here he is. He's been nominated again by another branch to actually step into that role. So, of course, current guy there, John Hughes. This could be us saying cheerio to John Hughes, uh, who appears not to be standing for re-election, and as a result, will no longer be chair of the board. So, yeah, we're looking forward to seeing how that pans out and all the rest. Now, at the moment, we do know that RSPBA, they also announced that Ian Ambleton, of course, the voice of the world, that he would retire in November as the chief exec. And that he'd be leaving the association and letting them search for a new successor. As well, of course, to take up his £60,000 salary a year. And the search, as far as we know, has been put on hold because of the pandemic. Now, of course, Ian Hamilton has agreed to extend his employment. That was nice of him. And remains listed as the chief executive. As those cancellation uh, announcements were put out earlier this week, it was Ian Hamilton's name on the bottom of them. So he is still acting chief and, uh, yeah, still cashing in that salary, I suppose. But we are waiting to see if there will be anyone in that position very soon. We don't know how the search is going. We haven't seen any job advertisements or anything like that. Again, watch this space. We have no clue. No idea. So as we hear any more news about that, we do hope it will be discussed at the AGM and uh, yeah, possible road forward for the appointment of a new chief exec. But uh, yeah, it looks like we may well be getting a new chair of the board. So a new chairman, which well could well be Kevin Riley, as he's been nominated. And yeah, that's farewell to John Hughes, I have to say. There you are. Now, we also have to mention as well that uh, John Wilson, who is the, uh, you know, he's in charge of the Adjudicators Panel Management Board, he put out a bit of a report and talked about, well, glowingly, really, about some long-time serving RSPBA judges who will now be retiring. Gordon Craig, Harry Stevenson and Sandy Steele, they'll be retiring at the end of 2020, uh, of course, which has just passed. And this is due to the association's mandatory retirement age being 75. He spoke about how they were a shining example of level of knowledge, experience and professionalism, uh, which the adjudication panel can provide for the needs of the association and will hopefully can recognise their services personally at some stage at a pre-arranged point in 2021. And that's what he put in his report. So, yeah, we will no longer see Gordon Craig, Harry Stevenson or Sandy Steele with a clipboard anymore. So, yeah, I have to say you know, that we do lose that level of experience with those folks. You know, they've been involved in the piping scene from I was no age. Yeah, so we we'll wish them a very happy retirement. Yeah, wish you well, folks. So, guys, we're not done. As much as I say we want to give RSPBA a fair shake and we do want them to come on to the show and give us their comments... I want to leave it here for one final weekly drone for them to give their opinion. Time for the RSPBA board to resign. 
whilst I keep an open mind on most things to do with the piping world, and also have the intellect to see through what could be seen as potentially fake news, I couldn't help but be stunned by the article on pipesdrums.com today. I still assumed it was an exaggeration, simply to make a juicy story. But then I had a quick browse through the almost secretive order paper, which a band friend in Scotland sent me yesterday. And that confirmed it all. In black and white, no exaggerations, no bluster, just proven truth. The article is right on the money. The waste and mismanagement of this association is simply shameful. In a time when the industry is struggling, the bands and performers are struggling, it seems to be nearly ignored by the headquarters cabal. How the board of directors have allowed it to come this far unchecked. How they have been allowed to carry on regardless. How bands people have allowed them to get away with it up to now. It's all a complete shambles and a downright disgrace. Now I am not naive and I don't think most other pipe band members are. There is no way to hide this anymore. The time has come for the entire board to resign. Their collective responsibility is to the bands they are supposed to represent. And by now, they must surely have lost what little credibility and confidence of bands that they had left. The Weekly Drone Yes, indeed. There you have it. Some really quite strong thoughts are coming through to ourselves here on The Big Rab Show through our feature of Weekly Drone, where you can you can get in contact with us completely anonymously, and that's the beauty of it, I suppose. Whenever you read a Pipestrums article, uh, pipestrums.com for the article, of course, and it does read quite scathingly of the financial goings-on within our association, and also about the suggested rule changes, which will have huge repercussions for bands both here locally in the UK, but also internationally as well, when it comes to wanting to compete at future majors here in the UK. It has massive repercussions and has honestly blown a hole in the piping scene. A lot of folks are talking about this, and a lot of people, according to Weekly Drone, are angry, and they're calling for people to resign. Now, I have to stress... The views that are expressed on Weekly Drone are not that of us here on The Big Rab Show directly. They are not our opinions. They are the opinions of our listeners and the folk who get involved in the show and follow us on social media and email us and listen to the show all out. So it's you guys right now who's listening to this. Yeah, so all thoughts, feelings, opinions that are expressed on Weekly Drone are not that of The Big Rab Show but are of you guys, the listening public. So... If anyone has any issue with anything that was raised on this week's Weekly Drone, then please do 
Email us in bigrabshow at gmail.com or of course you can send in your own weekly drone which is thebigrabshow.com forward slash weekly drone and like I said it's completely anonymous there's no repercussions for yourself your band it's just an opinion that's all it is now as far as weekly drone is concerned we will draw the line when it comes to actual uh, accusations name calling or you know anything that does not have refutable evidence to prove a point I suppose we will, yeah, and we will edit out swearing and all of that kind of stuff. Anything that we just cannot stand over, we will not broadcast. So I have to say that. There was a weekly drone and it was just blatant finger pointing. And we just will not broadcast that, unfortunately. Uh, So, yes, send us in your weekly drones. And, yeah, please make them airable as well. (laughs) So, guys, it's a hot topic. It's a hot potato and I do feel that this we have covered it this week and we do think it's been a very one-sided argument. The AGM is next week, 13th of March it's going to be happening and I dare say we'll be talking about this on next week's podcast too. And we want to know your opinions. Our email address again, bigrabshow at gmail.com. Let us know your opinions on this article and yeah, the evidence of which was in the preparatory papers. Uh, so they are in black and white like our droner said. This article, whenever I first seen it, I did think, ah, that's very clickbaity, you know, it's all very sensationalist, and, you know, I thought that's what it was, and Pipes Drums trying to get traffic to their site, and there may well be an element of that here, but whenever you look at the preparatory papers, and that that was supplied to band secretaries all ahead of this meeting, it, it is there, and it does raise a serious amount of questions. And we hope that we will get answers at the AGM, but I have to shake my head and just kind of, I expect that we won't. That's my opinion. Um, anyway, there you go. Quite a huge news story this week, folks. And uh, yeah, I have to give kudos to Pipestrums.com and the publication of this. It has a lot of people talking. And uh, yeah, ourselves, I honestly I have to say, I haven't seen these uh, order papers yet at all. Uh, I've seen what Pipes Drums have published. I haven't seen the order papers myself because obviously I'm not a band secretary, so I don't have access to things like this. Uh, but um, yeah, if we hear any more news fall ahead of the AGM next week, we will definitely let you guys know. I dare say we haven't heard the end of the story because £14,704 spent on catering in venues in 2020 does raise an eyebrow anyway guys huge topic and we're about to get into another huge topic with quite an amazing guest on this week's show so like i said if you have an opinion and you want to send it anonymously you have weekly drone thank you to our weekly droners this week yep you can send it in thebigrabshow.com forward slash weekly drone or of course you can email us bigrabshow at gmail.com i could just see our mail blocks mailbox blowing up this week in fact yeah a lot to consider there anyway let's get into uh, i you know what it is it is it's it's this time of the week again it's time for me to go and get a big cup of tea it's time for the topic of the week mcclellan bagpipes from north american artisan bagpipe maker roddy mcclellan from Euston, scotland they adhere to the highest traditions of scottish bagpipe making using the finest materials, employing bespoke design and committing to constant innovation and evolution. 
including exciting new products such as the Elevation Chanter, plus restoration work on vintage bagpipes for the next generation. Check out bespokebagpipes.com for more information. McClellan Bagpipes, born in Scotland, made in the USA. The British Drum Company is a young player in the drumming world that has established its reputation as a manufacturer of exceptional drum kits and it's now turning its attention to the bagpiping world. The world of pipe band drumming is represented by the Axial Range, launched in August 2019 with innovative features developed alongside British Drum Co. International Marching Specialist Jim Kilpatrick, MBA. The stunning Axial Range was then selected by the Grade 1 Drum Corps of Glasgow Police Pipe Band for the 2020 season. British Drum Co. drums are all handmade, made by craftsmen in Stockport in the UK. The build quality and attention to every detail is second to none, contributing to British Drum Co.'s reputation as artisan makers of some of the finest drums available today. These drums are available only through approved British Drum Co. specialist dealers. For more information on all British Drum Co. products, please visit BritishDrumCo.com or follow on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter. The British Drum Company. Look amazing, sound amazing, feel amazing. Hi, this is Ross Ainsley and you're listening to The Big Rab Show. Ah, do you know, I love that cup of tea. I really needed that to settle my nerves, I suppose, after all that madness we were talking about. Right, let's forget about all of it for now. Yep, I know, put it to the back of your mind. Yeah, it looks like uh, the piping world's aflame right now, but let's just concentrate on the music, shall we? The playing of our amusing music, and that's exactly where our focus should be, away from all of the association madness and the disaster. No, don't, don't think about it, don't think about it, let's move on. We have quite an incredible guest to bring you on this week's podcast. I have to say, it is an absolute pleasure to bring him on the show this week. We have been wanting to talk to Callum here for the longest time on the Rab Show podcast. And uh, yeah, I'm so excited actually to bring Callum to this week's show. So yes, forget all the negativity, forget all the badness, all the craziness that's been going on in the piping scene. Let's actually look at the love of the music and what Callum Beaumont has been up to this past while. So, welcome to the podcast, a bit of a piping legend. Hello to Callum Beaumont. How are you, Callum? Good, thanks. Uh, great. Uh, thanks for having me. You're very welcome. Yeah, I was going to say, it's been, we've been wanting to try and get you on the show for a while, but you've been so busy, you know. And if anything, we haven't had a chance to reach out to you this last while because you have been so busy. How are things with yourself, first of all? Yeah, good, thanks, but busy, as you say. Um, lots going on recently, um, even under lockdown situations, there's been many things happening uh, piping-wise for me, which is great, all exciting stuff. Uh, so, yeah, can't really complain. That's it. So you've really continued, you know, competing, teaching, all of that, through all of this lockdown nonsense, yeah. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It hasn't, it, it's not been the same level, you know, but we've had... Uh, uh, not as much competitions, um, but teaching it's been it's been going well. Uh, I think with lockdown, people have have really went well. Do you know what? What am I going to do with my time? What am I going to yeah try and, fill <laughs> and do all that sort of thing? So teaching wise has been quite good. Obviously, working at the school, work at Dollar Academy, so mm-hmm. we've still had lessons going there. Um, so it's it hasn't really stopped uh, my own playing. Maybe not been doing just quite as much as that, um, but yeah, try and, try and push it on a wee bit now if we hopefully get something later this year. 
Oh, excellent stuff. Now, there is a reason why we've brought you on the show. It's because we've heard about this brand new product that you've come up with, Callum, the Bagpipe Coach. Do you want to tell us a bit about this? Yeah, thanks. So um, this is something that has really been in the work in, our, in the thought process for maybe the last year or so. Um, it's, it's, I guess lockdown in itself has given me the opportunity to, to, to try and uh, move forward with it. Yeah. But I've always been interested in, in trying to find new ways of teaching. Um, I think it's important to try and uh, think of new ways to, to, to help people progress. And if we can manage to do that a better way, then great. Um, I think for so long we've, we've had the traditional style of teaching where you get your hour lesson every week or every second week or you go to a band practice and get your lesson. So yeah. for me, it's just trying to change it a little bit and, and give people the opportunity to feel like they were able to make goals, not just weekly, but daily. Um, yeah. yeah. So having this new... This new website, I, I, I've got a, a various different numbers of packages there, but some allow people to have more of a hands-on approach, so they feel like they're getting feedback off me daily. Now, that may yeah. be asking a question daily, going, there's something not right in this part of the tune, or whatever it is, can you mind helping or listening? And it's really just trying to keep people focused and, and feeling like they're reaching targets or goals quicker. Um, and yeah. it's really for... I think it's for all levels of piping. Like you can be someone who's just starting out and you want to, your goal is to, yeah. to reach able to play the pipes by the end of the year. Yeah. Or you want to be able to play at your granny's 100th birthday or, or do whatever. It, it, it doesn't really matter. It can be really for anything. And mm. I, I think that's important. It, it's not just for top level players trying to win gold medals and, and all that sort of thing or won world championships in grade mm. one it's got to allow and it hopefully facilitates um numerous people so i hope there's a bit there for everyone if they're interested there you go so it's right from grassroots knowing nothing that's why i left up my hand because <laughs> i'm still learning at the moment um but yeah I, i've already had a storied history with burrows don't even get me started i <laughs> just can't get that finger to move anyway um, but yeah it is from bare bones grassroots all the way up to advanced then Callum. yeah yeah, it really is. Um, I, I think lessons are tailored for anyone. Um, I think it, it doesn't matter what your goal is um, mm. or where you, you strive to be. It's, it's important that if we can, or if I can help people get to that next step and where they want to be, that's what it's all about. There you go. So we'll just have a quick look at the website here now. For those of you watching the YouTube video of this, this is the website. So. Look at, look at that, the glim fitting for it. Oh, that's incredible. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, you get a bit of a background about yourself, Callum, obviously, yeah. and your piping history and all the rest. And if you don't know who Callum Bowman is, I don't know where you've been. You've been living in a cave somewhere, obviously. But it's what I want to ask you about is these tuition packages. Like yep. you said, there's three different levels here. Do you want to talk us through these levels then? Yeah, so it really starts off from a basic package so really similar to to what people would get just now in terms of they would turn up and have their weekly lesson um mm -hmm. i've divided lessons into 30 minute blocks or um but those can be put together they can be combined to, to give you an hour long lesson it yeah. was just really just to 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 suit the individual more but people mm -hmm. have busy lifestyles people can only manage 30 minutes now and again so it was really just to, to suit people there so as mm -hmm. i say the bronze one is, is more of a basic package really just your simple lessons um 
and the usual bits and pieces with it, recordings and, and, and music. And, and obviously the, the added bonus, if it is an added bonus to people, is they get to chat with me when they like. Um, and that's, uh, through, I usually through WhatsApp, I try and do that. Um, mm-hmm. But, and then from there, we have the silver package, which is just a little bit more advanced, a little bit more extra lessons. Um, mm-hmm. And people always like the, the opportunity to, re- to get recordings uh, of, the, the, of the lessons. In the silver package, that allows you the chance to do that. So if it may be on Zoom or, or whatever other uh, online application we're using, mm-hmm. um, that'll allow people to record um, the, the, the lesson, look back at it and can see the feedback. And then the gold one is slightly more advanced. Again, more lessons and into more detail in, in terms of your practice, looking at um, between lesson an- analysis. So you might send me a recording or a video of playing Scotland the Brave, or whatever that may be, and I can just quickly reply back just with a little bit of feedback going, here's what I want to do. So that's in between the lessons. So you feel like you're gaining more between the, the lesson you first have and then until the next lesson you've got next. And then on top of that, and this is quite an important one, I think practice schedule was was something that I was I was very keen to try and add into to lessons. And it's amazing looking at lessons that I've taught before and speaking to a lot of people, you give people the lesson, but um, you never really talk about how they're going to do it at home. You almost just let them go home and hope for the best that they're that they're uh, they're doing it. So, yeah. me, I, I've tried to put together a more structure or, or, or a bit of a plan or a structure in terms of how to practice, and that changes weekly. That's not just something that you go home and it's the same every week. It's more like a, a fitness coach, or you go to the gym and you go through well, this week you're going to do the upper half of your body and the next week you're going to do the bottom half or whatever it is. Yeah. Sort of stuff. <laughs> with, with this, it's, it's looking to, to try and just develop certain areas of your piping. So we're always working on the weaknesses to try and improve them to get to, um, so they're not weaker, the, weaker, the weakness anymore and yeah. then something else is, is catching up with it. So that's something that I've spent quite a bit of time uh, doing. Uh, working on that. Hmm. Um, on top of that, and the gold one, um, it, it gives access to monthly workshops. So that's something that I'm hoping to start fairly soon. Uh, next week, actually, I'm going to have my first uh, workshop. And that's something I'm going to try and do, I will be monthly, um, and trying to cover a wide variety of, of things. All, all People always ask questions to me all the time or get messages going, right, how do you set up my, how do I set my chanter up? Or how do I... Yeah. Uh, Mm-hmm. I'm teaching. I'm teaching youngsters. How do I teach the youngsters? Um, I've got a young. I've got a pipe band, and I'm not quite sure how to do what. And these workshops are going to hopefully facilitate a lot of that. Um, and so, yeah, that's something that I'm doing there. And then just mm-hmm. the same again. Other other um, uh, bonuses or, or, or add-ons that are the same with other packages there. There you go. It's, honestly, it's fascinating. And the thing that comes through here, Callum, honestly for me, which is really interesting, is this free twenty-minute consultation that comes with each pack. During that yeah. twenty-minute consultation, what what are you discussing there? Well, I think the, the main thing for me is it, it's got to be tailored for the individual. So in that twenty minutes, I would rather we discussed those those details there rather than wasting time in our, our actual lessons. In the lesson, yeah, yeah. So during that time, and th- th- these are the packages, but I'm not going to one hundred percent stick to those. So if people say to me, right, I really want to add this to it. Yeah, that's no problem. I can do that. Um, mm. So in that 
It allows me to meet the person if I haven't met them before. It gets to know the person. We get to understand what we're trying to do. And it allows me to then tailor something towards the, each individual. So it really is quite, quite important, that, that, that 20 minutes, I would say, to do that. There you go. That's fascinating, honestly. Now, you also mentioned here as part of these monthly workshops that you'll also be looking at band setup and stuff, things like that. We've got some questions from some listeners, actually, about band setup. And one of the big questions that comes through to ourselves is, you know, preparing for the elements. We do have listeners playing worldwide at different climates. Is that something that you could help with, with this system? Of course. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's, um, it's definitely, I've been very fortunate enough to, to play in many different parts of the world and understand what it's like playing in, in, in Canada altitude or um, mm. in some really dry climates. When I played in SFU back in the day, some of the heats that we used to play in was, was crazy. A 40 degree heat and, uh, trying to work that out. So, yeah, it's definitely something that um, I can help uh, facilitate with. Um, and it, it's, it's difficult, it's challenging, and there's, but there's ways around all of it. You've got to obviously try your, uh, just just work it out and, and go. But yeah, absolutely something I can facilitate with. There you go, superb. So have, yeah, it's probably a question that we ask most folks that come on the show. Have you got any tips or advice for beginners someone who's really struggling with you know getting through a line of a scale never mind playing a tune any words of wisdom of course um a good tutor uh (laughs) um absolutely it's and and i I really mean that i think nowadays um there's youtube's amazing it's absolutely amazing but it's it's amazing if you use it um in the right content and you and and you use the right people or know the right people to watch on that for um for uh, learning basics um but for me it's, it's a, yeah that's that's the number one thing but it's 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 just yeah the, the learning the scale or basic stuff at the start the mm-hmm. tutor is the number one thing if you don't have that then you'll really 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 struggle um there you go it's, yeah it's, it's it's so so important that's it. You need that right direction before you're you're thinking about playing Blue Cloud or Fiddler's Rally, any of these big tunes, you know. Yeah. yeah. So I have to ask you then, well, some questions that we normally ask everyone here on the Big Rab Show. Uh, what has been your most memorable moment, Callum? You've had quite a storied history already in the piping scene. Is there one that sticks out to you as going, wow, that's pretty special? Um, yeah, yeah, on a personal note, I've had a lot of I've been very fortunate. I've been very fortunate to to have uh, won some decent, uh, good prizes. But it's, um, I think for me, honestly, the the, the biggest standout um, memories is from a teaching point of view. Um, I've been very fortunate, very lucky to be part of a really successful school program um, over the last six or seven years now. Mm-hmm. And for me, with my role at the school, looking after our younger ones for the novice band, um, that in itself is is always a great. There's a great amount of proud uh, pride and um, moments that come with that. So, for me, in terms of that, it would have to be us winning the grand slam title in novice. I can't remember. Is it maybe two or three? It must be three years ago. Now. I think it was three. Uh, I'm trying to remember now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. That, that that for me was that was really. An amazing achievement, I, I I thought, and I, I remember looking at that that group. <laughs> that's bad, but I remember at the start of the year going right. What we're we going to do this year? They're all new. They're they're all learning a marshal spaniel for the first time, and they're all trying to put it together. Yeah. And what we've done 
it was it was it was fantastic, and they all rolled their sleeves up and, and got on with it. So to do that, that for me is one of my greatest uh, or most proudest moment uh, from from piping. That's fantastic, yeah. Can I ask you that a question? You mentioned about tuition and your involvement in teaching, and that's you know obviously some of your proudest moments. Can you tell us has there ever been a moment where you've had to suddenly stop training someone in a certain way and then change? You know, someone from who learns through reading music to suddenly having to stop and think, maybe you can learn this by ear. Do you know what I mean? Like changing up tactics. Have you ever had to do that? Yeah, uh, each, each individual's um, unique. Um, I think w- w- when you're teaching, you've got to have that approach where you do, uh, even from a teaching point of view, you're still learning. I don't mm. think you ever stop learning. So you may believe that you're, you're teaching in a, a, in a fashion that is correct and you've used it with someone else. But you may find a couple of months down the road, you go, no, this is not going to work. So, yeah. of course, yeah, yeah, I find that a lot. You do find that a lot where you go, well, do you know, I need to change my technique here. Let's try something else. I've been teaching someone, and it's been really quite interesting, someone with really bad focal dystonia. Um, and that, that's that been really interesting. Yeah, mm. Even from my point of view, I've learned a lot through doing uh, dealing with that. And it's yeah. very, very interesting. You always learn from teaching. And it's uh, trying to to always think of new ways to be better at it and i guess that's part of why i'm doing this this uh this website as well but it's always just trying to find it's so important and from a teaching point of view you can never feel like because you're teaching that you know it all um that would that would be completely wrong um you've always got to try and learn and i love studying and and looking into a lot of how like football coaches uh deal with things or uh Our sportsmen and women, how they go around their, their, their daily lives and how they try to uh, prepare and, and perform and even like coaching and all that sort of thing. So I think it's important to do that. So you do find new methods to, to deal with individuals that are maybe not on right track and be able to find other ways to, to, to make it work for them. Do you know, you're not the only person to have brought this up on the show. We had Bruce Gandhi on the show a while ago and he talked about playing at Glenfiddich and all the rest and he likened it to some of the top players in golf and how they prepare for the big stage to play in a big game. Is that kind of how you see kind of competing at that top level as well? I think so. It's, it's becoming more and more like that. Um, I think gone are the days of um, we have the big party the night before it and then go up and then yeah. and, and just <laughs> on. I think piping has turned into a real professional sport of such. Yeah. Um, and... For me, it has changed from pretty much when I started. I've only really ever seen it the way it is just now. But I think that's because piping and drumming, um, people are making a living out of it now. It is their profession. It is what they do for a life. And for us, we've just taken that on board. And I guess when you start looking and analysing what other individuals do in other walks of life, you then take that on board to go, "Well, well, how can I get better? How can I improve myself? So, yeah, when, you, when Bruce is absolutely right, when you talk about the lymphatic, it's like the Masters. It's like playing the Open. It, it is, yeah. Sort of thing. It's you're, you, you do feel like you've got to be in that right zone and, and prepare the same way that they do because you want to, from a competitive point of view, you want to be as good as you possibly can be. Not even from a non-competitive point of view. Mm. You don't ever compete against yourself, I think. But you always want to be as good as you possibly can be. So to do that, you're obviously going to analyze and, and look at what other individuals do. 
That's it indeed. And it's a fascinating process, you know. Yeah, definitely. So, Callum, I have to ask you then, what does the rest of the future hold for you this incoming year? We are hoping on hope that we'll see Inverary on stage. And, <laughs> you know, and we're also hoping, you know, for future competitions for yourself in the solo scene. How do you see the rest of this year unfolding for yourself? I, I hope I hope I've got something. Um, it's I think in many ways, from a solo point of view, I can only talk about the last twelve months of, of solo piping. Mm. I think it's been fantastic considering the the circumstances. Um, it's been amazing to watch what's what's went online um, with competitions and the support for those. How many youngsters are taking part in them and mm. keeping them involved, which is great. Even from my point of view, I got to compete. Very, I was very fortunate to compete live, Glenfiddich, and then had the Alistair Gillis competition at the Piping Centre, Silver Chant at the Piping Centre. Mm-hmm. That was great. So I hope we're not doing that again. I would really like, <laughs> it, to be, uh, I would really like it to be in person. Um, yeah. But it's got to be under the right circumstances. And for me, it's important, if possible, world championships and, and all that. I really hope it is a world championship and that we can have our foreign bands here and we can have all our yeah. international guests because it's not the same without them. Um, and it's them that make it, to be honest with you. I feel it's, it's, it's them that really add a huge part to it. Um, oh, totally, yeah. It's, it, it, I, I really hope, I really hope we have a season. It would be great, um, but I'm not holding my breath just yet. But it's, uh, it's, it's got to be under the right circumstances and it's a level playing field for everyone. Yeah, that's it, Callum. I'm right there with you. I have everything crossed. (laughs) Hoping for the best, yeah. (laughs) So we have some big rab show staples before I let you go. Uh, Can you tell me, what has been your most embarrassing moment in piping? Has there been any one standout moment that makes you cringe? Embarrassing? Uh... (laughs) I can see the comments coming in now, by the way. Everyone's all giving in stories. (laughs) (laughs) no i'm not sure i i I, i'm sure and there'd be a lot of people covering the stories but i can't think of anything really off the top of my head um it's uh a lot of a lot of memories yes but i'm not sure that's the ones (laughs) (laughs) no that's all good that's all good we could could throw that open to the comments eh? there you go (laughs) so can we ask you then obviously big grab show staple as well callum what's your favorite cheese cheese Yes. Have we got one? Uh, no. No, that, that's <laughs> not, okay. I yeah. do not like cheese. I do not like cheese. Unless it's on a burger or if it's on one. So cheddar, I'll go for cheddar. There we go. There you I'm go. That's uh, just a personal answer. <laughs> no, you're, you're not alone. There's, there's quite a lot. Folks don't like cheese at all. So no, there you are. <laughs> Great stuff. So, Callum, just to remind folks again, the website is bagpipecoach.com. Uh, that yep. was the site you just seen here in the video or listening to on your podcast. Go and have a look at it. And as I say, there's various different levels of packages available. Um, is there anything else you want to tell us about the website before we, we hit the stop button? Well, I think that's great. Um, as I say, if, if anyone has any questions, you can find me on the usual platforms. Or you can send a message to the website or Facebook or wherever it is. I'm, I'm on all of them. So uh, please be, uh, you're more than welcome to, to, to send a message or whatnot. And uh, thanks mm-hmm. for interest no problem uh, if, if anything I, I just and i want to add that this is it's also for solo musicians it's also available for bands as well and let's face it folks if they do decide to open the gates again tomorrow then we're all going to be in a bit of a panic to try and get a competition set together so this service really could be helpful for some people Callum. i think yeah so there you go go and take advantage of it the bagpipecoach.com 
go and check it out. <laughs> Callum, I have to say thank you so much for chatting to us on the podcast, mate. And hopefully we'll have you back on the show again in the future. Absolutely. Thank you very much for having me. Ah, oh, there you go. Shout out to Callum and bagpipecoach.com. Seriously, folks, there'll be a video of this interview uh, hitting our YouTube channel in the next day or so, once it finally gets uploaded. Uh, but yeah, we were going through the website there, looking at the different packages and such. And honestly, it's a fantastic new project. And uh, why not take up this opportunity to be taught by one of the premier pipers in the world? So, seriously, to be able to learn with Callum Bowman, honestly, uh, I don't know. I have no idea. That's like a, a soccer player being taught by Pele, I suppose. Or I don't, I don't know. I don't know soccer. But there you go. Honestly, guys, go check out the website. It really is fantastic with a lot of really great packages for you to take advantage of. Uh, a lot of great content going over there on bagpipecoach.com. Go and check it out. So hopefully, yes, we will have Callum back on the show. And we'll actually talk more about Callum himself, his own personal piping, and all of that, you know, as, as aside from the website and his work with teaching and all of that. We do want to talk more about Callum, the person, and, the, you know, his piping work and all the rest. So hopefully, we'll have Callum back on a future Big Rab show. There you go. Quite a huge interview this week, I'm sure you'll agree. And quite a huge week in the piping scene in general, I feel. It's been quite a heavy podcast this week, folks. I do understand if you need a wee sit down after this one. <laughs> or you perhaps you need an extra cup of tea this week after listening to this week's pod. Uh, now, I have to say, we did put out a couple of open appeals for people to get involved in the podcast. And that still remains the case. Yes, if you're still listening to the podcast at this point, you've just fill in the, finished the Callum Bowman interview, I do want to remind you that we have an open call for all women out there in the piping scene. If you have experience of or you know someone who has experienced sexism in the piping scene, we really want to talk to you. We want to bring you on the show to talk about this huge topic area. So please do take it into consideration. And if you do want to talk to us on the show, then please get in contact with us. Our email address, bigrabshow at gmail.com. We want to talk about this huge topic area. Yeah. Also, don't forget that we have Weekly Drone, of course. You can message us in Weekly Drone uh, completely anonymously. I've had three of them this week. Plus our email address for all other kind of points of contact and stuff, of course. BigRabShow at gmail.com. There you are. So, yes, if you do have any kind of thoughts and feelings on anything that we spoke about this week on the podcast, whether it's about cancellations of competitions or, of course, everything we talked about in that Pipes Drums article... Over 14k, remember that one. But all of it, yes, please do. Get in contact with us. Our email address never changes. BigRabShow at gmail.com. We want to hear your voices here on the show. Indeed. There you are. Alright folks, we are out the door for what's been an action-packed podcast this week. We hope you've enjoyed this. And also, don't forget to check out our huge back catalogue. Well over 200 plus episodes now at this stage. There's not anything that we haven't talked about in the piping scene over the past number of years. So go and delve through the archives. There's bound to be something there for everyone. And don't forget you can help support the show on Patreon. Every click really does mean the world to us over there on Patreon. And uh, yeah, you get tons of extra piping content for your trouble. And you are part of the Patreon faithful. And all of those guys rule over there. (laughs) That's a fantastic little community we have over there on Patreon. They're simply the best. All right, guys, we are out the door. 
Thank you all for downloading this week and each and every week. And we will see you back again for another Big Rab Show podcast and hopefully a quieter week in the piping scene. Hopefully. (laughs) Okay, guys. I'll see you all next week. All the best. Well, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thanks so much for downloading this week. And a special thank you to our sponsor, G1 Reads. Played by bands around the world, they are the champion's choice. Played by two-time world champions in Vararian District. Don't forget to check out thebigrabshow.com to be kept up to date with all the latest news and views from the piping world. And also check us out on Patreon. For five bucks a month, you can get your hands on tons of extra piping goodness and be part of the Patreon faithful. So until next week, guys, we'll see you right here on the Big Rab Show podcast. All the best. <laughs>